This episode is proudly brought to you by Candid, the app that lets you speak your mind freely. Available on iOS and Android. Download it now from your favorite app store or click the link on our website. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from paparazzis to punching Nazis. With over 1 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With this Mikey, the audio engineer. Yeah. Welcome back. And as always, my bottom commanding moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yeah. In the house. Today, we've got an interesting show for you guys. We've got an interesting debate about whether or not it's okay to punch a Nazi. Then later in the show, we'll round it out with some headlines and a new hero of the week. But first... Please welcome our guest this week, Mike D. Mike, welcome to the show. Yo, thank you so much. The Beastie it's Boys? A, it's a real honor. No, uh, uh, the other one, the better one. The oh, other, shit, the yeah. other Mike D. The other one. Mike, so you have a you have a background in entertainment. You have a background in the MCN world. And for those of you who don't know, MCN stands for Multi Channel Network. Now these are big. Uh, they're basically big companies and conglomerates, like agencies for uh, YouTube and new media. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean the way the way I would put it is, and and, and you know for well, like MCN is like an aggregation of a bunch of individual channels where a lot of YouTubers want to work together and make more money at, at scale, so to speak. Uh, and my background is more on the social side of that. We uh, I used to work at a company that uh, that we sold successfully, and it was around managing the social of A-list celebs all the way down to Z-list. And uh, so people people yeah. like me then. No, I don't even think you make that list. I would, I'm but, not even uh, on the Z list? No. Why don't you bullshit, Mike. tell Maddox right. to post some more fucking videos and maybe he'll get there. Yeah, I just did, Rucka. In fact, we just posted a video on our on our website for a clip that we had from a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the would you rather kill a chicken or fight an orangutan with a broadsword once a year. And uh, we have a new, a new one coming out actually this week about the swastikas on the boots that we talked about a couple episodes ago but anyway uh, Mike so back to you back to you dissing me as not even being on the list look I mean we can make a list but you might be the only one on it great I I was you know the list of winners that's what I'd call it I mean in all seriousness we managed a really cool people I'd say you know A-list you know Charlize RDJ Hugh Jackman all those guys never heard of any of these yeah because they're on the list you're not on okay (laughs) Uh, this is bullshit I don't like this at all all right um, and then, but but then all the way down to you know almost nobodies. But you know, we found that uh, working with them was really fun. We did a whole bunch of like brand campaigns, went to festivals, iHeartMedia, Coachella. We ran the the, the social media of uh, super interesting folks to work with. And a lot of the time, they're like twelve years old, and their mommy goes everywhere with them. So, yeah, so it's a fascinating world, you know. Now, are these? Uh, did you work with uh, celebrities or social media people from all the different platforms like Vine and Instagram, that sort of thing, Snapchat? Yeah, the short answer is yeah. The longer answer is when we started, some of those platforms weren't even around. So it was very Facebook-centric to begin with. And then as social media began to expand, right, and, and, and followings started to grow on other platforms, uh, we, we incorporated those as well. Fascinating. And yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the best social influences, as, as you guys know, are the ones that are multi-platform and that can jump. I mean, you know, with the decline of Vine, a few months ago, right? A lot of yeah. a lot of guys just jumped over. They had already built up like Instagram followings and so on. Right. So that's key to create sort of an overall following that can jump 
and from a from a monetization point of view, it's also the smartest move. Absolutely. Yeah. And what yeah. advice do you have to somebody that never quite made it past like a, a '90s blog style website? Go. Oh my Dis- god! More more advice, shit. Uh, Sh- shitting on your magnanimous host. That's all they do. Mike, welcome to the show where <laughs> everyone just shits on me all yeah. the time. I, I was going to advise early retirement, but you know maybe there are other. <laughs> At this uh, point, it's not really yeah. early now, is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh no, I suppose not. <laughs> Okay, not funny. All right. Um, okay. So, Mike, yeah. what what is it like working with some of these A list celebrities? Like, do you find that their needs on social media, as far as marketing goes or presenting them, is different than these twelve year olds, like these Vine stars and people who who make overnight success? Hundred percent. And 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 in the spirit of not dissing anyone other than you, yes, on this podcast, of course. Um, uh, you know, they they are a bit of a pain in the ass to work with the A listers, but understandably so. You know, they're surrounded by a multitude of people. You know, they've got the hangers on that. Um, it's like it's like a wall of approval that needs to to nod with every little thing that you do. So for the tiniest little post that we might want to put on Facebook, you know, twelve people need to agree, and then there's all sorts of uh, objections. And then when you want to pair them with brands, sometimes that's also difficult. You, you might imagine that you know certain celebrities aren't going to endorse you know like an oil company's ad or a certain you know motor company that doesn't do green stuff or whatever. Of or they course. Might. So it is. I would say overall more interesting to work with those people because you know they've got sort of the a-list lore about them right but in terms of uh getting stuff approved and uh, and making money off of them candidly it's right. far more difficult so you know working with with the uh, with uh, the more the social media influencers as opposed to the a-list celebrities those guys are just a lot easier to work with you know yeah um sometimes they've got the momagers and then their own sort of yeah, momagers. Uh, momagers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, but other than that, they're just they're keen. They can do multiple campaigns. They're fun. Uh, sometimes you know, sometimes actually dealing with their guardians is a little more <laughs> challenging than yeah. them. But you no, know, it's it's a lot of fun. But so it's like herding cats. I remember we took like 25, 25 of them to uh, the iHeart Radio Festival a couple of years ago, and it was amazing, right? We did like behind the scenes and green room, all of that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. posting, and. Uh, Man, it was you know, it was honestly just impossible to to coordinate. And everywhere they went, we did it. I think in the MGM in Vegas, mm-hmm. and I'd never heard of half these kids, but they would just walk through the lobby and they'd be swamped by like hundreds of screaming little girls. Yeah, and that was just nuts. You know, just trying to manage that. Yeah, it's but fascinating. It's, it's fascinating to see that. The first time I experienced that myself, uh, well, not not personally because I don't have swarming little girls coming after me, is when I went to VidCon in Anaheim. Now VidCon, for those of you who don't know, is a yeah. is like a convention for yeah. YouTube stars and right. uh, new media people, Vine and Instagram and Snapchat, and uh, there were all these different panels and things, but I would walk into this this big warehouse, this big uh, arena where it was just swarms of just uh, you know, 13, 14-year-old girls screaming every time another floppy-haired British boy walked into the room. Right. And I would look to see who it was, and I'd see this guy at the front of the room couldn't recognize him for the life of me. Even even if I had glanced Tiger Bot magazine or Teen Bot, whatever the bullshit magazine is, I wouldn't have recognized any magazine? of these people. Magazine? Is that what it? Yeah, they're are, magazines. Are kids still flipping pages through magazines? I don't know, man. I don't have any kids. Actually, that's a good question. Yeah, mm. probably not. They're probably right. all moved. They've all moved on they're to tablets. Yeah, bullshit. well, it is after 2005. So. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is a fact. All right, guys. Uh, but moving on, I want to talk about the debate last week. Last week... Mike, we debated whether or not the Nintendo Switch is cool as shit or sucks shit. That was the debate we had last week. And before listening to the debate, the audience voted with a 54% margin that it was cool as shit. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, what we like to do, Mike, uh, yeah. since this is your first time on the show, what we yeah. like to do is we we have a debate on the show, and sometimes we ask the audience what they believe my true opinion is, and sometimes we just ask them whether or not their opinion changed before and after the debate. After listening to the debate, only 48% thought that it was cool as shit. That means there was a 6% difference. 6% of people were persuaded that it's going to suck thanks to Chris Raygun. Chris was our guest last week, and he I guess he made a very compelling case that the new Nintendo Switch was going to suck. Or you made a weak case in favor of it. That's inc- Either one could is a possibility. Or both. Or okay. both. I, but, I, wait, but wait, is a 6% swing like statistically significant? Can you really say what you just said? It is on this show. I'm sticking up for you. Thank you. By the way. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. It is on the show. I would say yeah. it is on the show. Generally speaking, if it's 3% or lower, we, we kind of skirt it under. I, I, we, it. Just, we say those are just in my favor. Got yeah, it. The 3% yeah. or lower. But yeah, 6% is pretty significant. But I got a couple of comments from audience members, and they said, Hey, Maddox, what do you, what do you truly believe? Well, I'm going to tell you guys what I truly believe. The Nintendo Switch is... Cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for it. Thank God for Nintendo. Nintendo is the only game system that's still making games for a new generation of gamers. Nobody cares about Call of Duty, Boredom Strikes, or whatever the fuck they call their... Every game is the same. It's just recycled bullshit. Nintendo is innovative as shit. And I can't wait for it. Even if it's kind of a ripoff that they killed the Wii U so soon, and the storage sucks, which, oh my gosh. Mike, I have the nerdiest audience the nerdiest. There was a, a thirteen comment thread about the write rate of a disc, an SD card yeah. versus a hard drive, right. and and why the Nintendo Switch sucks because they're using SD cards instead of hard drives. These nerds. Wow. Look, guys, it's not about that. It's about the games and it's about the innovation. That, that's pretty shocking, actually. I don't know if I'm at the right place right now. Actually, I don't know if I want to talk to. It makes two, <laughs> makes yeah. two of us, right? I mean, yeah. Maybe we should try something different. Yeah. These these cool guys that are just too busy getting laid, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mikey, I've handed you an envelope with my true opinion sure. on it. I want you to go ahead and read what I said. Now, I do this, Mike, Mike yeah. D, yeah. because sometimes the audience accuses me of changing my opinion week to week. Right. And I want to prove that it's not changed because I've handed him the envelope. Go ahead, Mikey. What does it say? All right. This says, the Nintendo Switch is cool as shit yeah cool yeah. as shit that's right wow and i have one more thing i want to throw in oh okay if Mikey. you don't mind yeah please just completely organic off the top of uh-huh. my head damn maddox i gotta agree with you on this one that eight player couch co-op on the nintendo switch sounds awesome because i'm tired of playing with myself yeah <laughs> mikey we're tired of you playing with yourself too buddy yeah, put that thing away yeah yeah uh, all right, great, great opinions, great opinions all around. I appreciate that, uh, Mikey, that you added that um, completely off the cuff. Now I've got some, uh, I've got some voicemail I wanted to play. Uh, here's one, Rucka. I think this one's for you. Oh boy, I think I think you'll like this one though. Listen to this. Hi, my name is Jeff. Um, been listening for a while. Finally got enough nerve to call in because I am not very happy with the way Rucker is treated. Oh. oh. I think it's bullshit. He always has the best comebacks. Yeah. Without him, your show would be shit. It would oh. suck shit. <laughs> oh, for God fucking sakes, Mr. Yeah. Rogers was not in the military whatsoever. I don't know if he's got tattoos on his arms, but he's not a badass. He's a fucking cock-sucking joke. Whoa. Yeah. Fuck hey. him. Fuck you. Rucker, you rule. Fuck yeah. But I'm still going to listen. Cool. He thinks. <laughs> Okay, great. Oh, thank, thanks for deigning to listen to this show that we labor to produce every week. He's smart. That guy? Yeah. Sounded like a dipshit. Might, he might be a smart dipshit. 
<laughs> you sound like a real dullard. I agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, that, is that the first time he's had anybody stick up for him or what? Cause nah, seems, everybody seems calls in here all the time telling Maddox to stop riding my ass. You should hear right. it. Just Other l- way around. Listen to the show sometime. Other right. way around. I get to, uh, you know what? It's probably right down the middle. I get some people that are like, Rucka is so condescending to Maddox. He should just lay off Maddox. And then uh, vice versa. Obviously, this guy thinks I'm, I'm riding Rucka a little bit too hard. Uh, but here's another voicemail. This is from an hombre, but not our own bad hombre. This is a different one. Listen to this. Hey, guys. Uh, it's just another hombre here, and uh, this is how I talk. In fact, this is how most Mexicans talk. Unlike the other walking stereotype bad hombre. Fuck that guy. Whoa. Making the rest of us look bad. Anyway, I'm here to make the nuanced argument about the Switch. Nintendo consoles usually have terrible launches, but get great games down the line. So I predict the Nintendo Switch will suck shit at launch and be cool as shit a year later. Hmm. That's my argument. Thanks for hearing me out, guys. Uh, love the podcast. Maddox, you dope. Uncle Rucka, you dope. And to bad hombre, chinga tu puta madre. Whoa. Whoa. These are aggressive. <laughs> These are getting very aggressive. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is vicious, What's man. going on, Jeez. man? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that guy says that the Nintendo Switch will probably suck at launch and then improve down the line. Wow. Bold prediction, guy. It's a real bold prediction that you're going to think that a console will improve as developers learn the, the system and how to develop more efficiently for it. Yeah, great. Uh, I got another call. Uh, listen to this guy. He's, he's got an argument about the, the Nintendo Switch that sounds awfully familiar. Hey, Maddox. Uh, I think we're going to have to deduct points from you this week oh. because you forgot to mention one major point with the Nintendo Switch yeah. is that everyone's bitching, oh, its graphics aren't good, its graphics aren't very good, it's only 720p. But here's the thing. Games don't need good fucking graphics all the time. Hmm. Seriously, you can make like a 2D side scroller that uh. you can run on a 386 uh. or some old ass computer and it'll still kick ass just because it's good gameplay. Mm-hmm. So point deducted for Maddox. And let's go ahead and put Rucka back up because your yeah. emotions were complete bullshit. That's right. Out of spite. So Rucka, <laughs> let's go ahead and promote you back up. Yep. That's distinguished. Fuck that. You can't just yep. promote Rucka. General of the goddamn world of debates moderator. Fuck yeah. That's not even See, a title. Also, Mikey, welcome to the show. Love you. Thank you. Yo, Maddox, like you, you did not have authority to demote me because of the reasons that caller stated. It's my fucking show. I can nah, demote you, whoever I want. You missed the point about the 360p whatever fucking. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. Shitheads, because that was my fucking argument. I sat here telling Chris Raygun that he was making the case of the PC Master Race, which is, oh, the graphics aren't good. And I made the case, I literally made the case that I said, Nintendo is making art. Right. You don't have to have the best graphics, you don't have to have the most horsepower. It's ma- They're making art. I made that argument. I get it now, because that's how... That's how you run this thing, right? You don't have to be that good. Right. Like you're making art, right? So I see, I, I get it. I get well, it. Mighty, mm-hmm. this goes for the caller and you. <laughs> Douchebag of the week. That's right. You that's, got called out hard. Ouch. Speaking that's, of being. That's a first, right? <laughs> that's a first. That's the first time a guest and a caller have been both douchebag be, of the week. What, in my first five minutes? Plaques. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. we, we got two of them. Uh, here's, speaking of getting called out hard, here's another caller who has a correction for us. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I am taking the time to break basically every violation or break every rule at work to make this phone call to let everybody know you're all fucking retarded. Mr. Rogers was never in the 
fucking military. <laughs> the one, okay, there might have been a Fred Rogers or a Mr. Rogers in the military. Obviously, but no, not the one that had the fucking television show. Why do people believe everything they read on the internet? You retarded. Fuck, I just can't get a chance to watch it. Fuck. Wow. Why? I just don't get it. Everybody sees something that they like and they just fucking glom onto it. Nobody does the due fucking diligence to go out there and say, you know what? Maybe this sounds too good to be true. So it probably fucking is. Okay, mm-hmm. dude, <laughs> dude, that guy's having a hernia at yeah. work. Well, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, all of that happened, like, in his cube. Right, like, in his, his brain. Like, so the guy next to him is like, yeah. oh, what the fuck? Yeah. But, but that's not all. He called in, like, five or six times and and oh, was shit. just as angry. Here's another call from him. Oh, Listen no. This. You know, people. it just fucking occurred to me <laughs> that Mr. Rogers spent his whole fucking life trying to educate people and make people's lives better. And it sounds like all the people that fucking love him so much turned out to be a bunch of retards. Yep. <laughs> all he did was educate and tell people this is how things are made. And all I'm hearing is how he made a bunch of people into fucking morons. You know what? I loved him, but now I'm wondering, am I always fucking wrong? Do I believe everything that everybody tells me? Maybe. When he taught people everything, he's like, yep, this is how it goes. And people just said, oh, well, I'm just going to assume that everything that has to do with Mr. Rogers that is fucking spoon-fed to me is actually true when it's really just made up, feel-good, happy, care bear, hoogie bullshit. You know... And I'm losing my voice. <laughs> Damn it, you guys pissed me off today. Was there a version of this guy back when Mr. Rogers was on the air, like back in the 90s or whatever? Was there like a 40-year-old somewhere in his office, like <laughs> screaming into the phone about like, how dare you say that someone was in the Navy SEAL that was on TV? Like, Dick Van Dyke, how dare you yeah, mischaracterize right. his yeah his career? Wow, that guy got so fired up about that. Uh, but yeah, we've been, we've been having these calls for a while now, mm-hmm. Mike, because a couple episode, uh, episodes ago... Rucka and I got into it about Mr. Rogers. I yeah. defended him, and Rucka called him a cunt. So that <laughs> I mean, was the gist I, of the argument. Yeah, you don't like Mr. Rogers, do you? You know, I'm pretty indifferent because I didn't grow up with right. him. I think he looked like a cunt. Yeah. No, I but <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Nothing about him looked like a cunt. He wore a sweater. All right. He he was art. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. So he kind of sucked, but he mm-hmm. looked cute, I suppose. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. He's uh, the type of art Maddox reviews on his website, uh, namely crappy children's art. <laughs> That's incorrect. Uh, by the way, so you have an accent. You just mentioned you didn't grow up here. Uh, where, so we want to tell everybody where you're from? or? Well, uh, maybe, yes. All okay, right. so I'll, re- I'll, I'll do the reveal. Uh, the big reveal, yeah. Do the big reveal. So I'm a little bit of a mutt. So my, my uh, first language is Romanian. My parents are Romanian, but I was born in Israel. Wow, no shit. And then I moved to South Africa when I was in first grade. So I learned English and Afrikaans, which is a a sort of Dutch, bastardized Dutch derivative. Wow. And uh, so I grew up there and then I uh, moved to the UK, Um, spent some time in London, uh, a couple of years. Then I moved to the U.S. I did blah, blah, blah. Michigan, yeah, Chicago, no sh- New York. I spent some Michigan. time in Australia. Yeah. yeah, so I, I'm sort of a, a man of the world, citizen No the world. shit, yeah. man. I yeah. thought that could be a simple answer. This guy's got a no, life story. All over the place. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. Hey, I got a question about South Africa. Now, yeah. I have a friend who went down there for a business meeting once, yeah. and he said that peas, like green peas, are a delicacy down there. 
and they're they're uh, revered. They give them to guests. So he went to a, a dinner a dinner party, and the guests gave him a ton of green peas. And he just kind of like milled about it on the plate and didn't really eat them. And the guests said, "Do you not like green peas?" He goes, "Oh, they're fine." He goes, "Well, can we eat them if you're not going to eat them?" And he said, "Sure, I guess." And the, he didn't know that that was a that was a real treat for them. That is the biggest load of horseshit I've ever really? heard. Really. Peas? Are you fucking serious? A legume is a delicacy in South Africa. Green peas. It's like the same like ninety nine cent shit you can find in the store <laughs> brand at Ralph's. But I heard because they, no. they can't grow them there. Oh, for God's sake! They import them. Peas. Every, no. I like my store. everything I mean, everywhere is imported. First of all, <laughs> it's a delicacy. Either your friends like crazy, or his friends are crazy, or he didn't go to South Africa, or those weren't peas, mm-hmm. or something happened. But that is maybe it was wasabi pea. Was it like one of those wasabi things? Maybe no, I don't know. know. He's just talking about gr- like normal canned peas. It's always one guy who had one dinner with one other guy. Some and, whack job yeah. who told him some bullshit and said, ha ha, mm. we tricked the tourists. Yeah, well, yeah. Or as Maddox would call it, compelling evidence. Yeah, okay. You oh, know right. what? It's a, it's, a, it's a compelling story. How about that? But it's compelling. It's, it's compelling me to puke. Are you yeah. going to finish well, your peas? <laughs> well, speaking of peas, uh, listen to this caller. Hey, Maddox, let's just get this straight. So you said that you have a theory that people develop fetishes from their first sexual encounters when they were um, young children are in high school, right? So, by that logic, did someone pee all over you? Is that why you like peeing on people? I'm just curious. Uh, valid, valid question, I think, and I expect an answer. Okay, idiot. Uh, uh, also, can you just say how you would like to pee on people, you fucking narcissist? Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, wow. so I like to. Here's the thing. It's not sexual. I just like to do it. It's it's not it's just and not just people, Mike. He, Mike's looking at me like No, I, I'm fascinated. I might want to try it. Oh, Tell it's, me more. It's it's so it's so empowering. Yeah. It feels great. Like bugs, insects, uh, But you've you got to have good aim. Small man. foxes. So yeah. you your aim like you sh- you shoot at a distance kind of thing. You sharpshooter. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be you gotta be a good aim. So you gotta build up the pressure first, right? And then like <laughs> you like squeeze the tube just to like make it go in particular directions. Now, now oh, interesting man. you ask, Mike, because I conducted a scientific experiment a long time ago. Oh my god. Because I thought, you know, when you have a garden hose, you yeah. put your, your thumb over the yep. your, the mouth of it, right? Mm-hmm. It it builds up the pressure and you you have this super powerful stream. Yeah. I thought, why can't I do that with my penis? And so I, I tried it in the shower one day, and I was like, I'm going to see if I can get this sucker, you know, like a, like a you so know, this so you, laser beam. So wait, so you were peeing with your thumb on, <laughs> yeah, on, on the hole? On the pee hole, yeah. And it just like dribbled around your thumb? Yes, presumably. correct. Uh, unfortunately, it, it did. It was a big letdown. It, did, it was a huge letdown. It did just dribble around my thumb. And, that, and the reason I found, and I, I think I may have even hurt my kidneys, but when you press... <laughs> When you press really hard, uh, it, it it doesn't. You don't have enough pressure in your body. Turns out to to force it out past your thumb. It just goes back up. It just goes back up, and it hurts. Wow. Uh, so I don't recommend it. I put myself at risk to answer that scientific <laughs> scientist. Humanity. Yeah, That's I am amazing. a scientist. I'm a pea scientist. That's amazing. Thank you. You know, don't try it with any other holes. I mean, I've got a feeling it's even more dangerous, right? Uh, could be. I don't know. I, I can... Like, I feel like the sort of the backwash effect could could really sort of. Well, think about your nose holes, Mike. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're congested, you want to blow as hard as you can. Yeah. I blow so hard sometimes. I feel like my eyes are gonna pop out of my skull. Right. What I'm saying is, I don't want you to put like a fist in somewhere else to oh, no. see what happens. You no, know come what I'm on. Saying? I'm not. I'm not kinky. I mean, listen, come we're on. talking fetishes. I mean, I don't yeah. put anything past you. No, but it's not a sexual thing. Like that's what I want the listeners it's to a understand. Thing. It is, Mikey. Thank you. Yeah. It is. 
When, That's because wait, you wait, just, wait, this is when you pee on a mosquito, you feel dominant over the mosquito. Is this what? Uh, is this what this? You is? know, it's not even dominance. It's just, it's just fun. Okay, it's fun to do because you're. Pe- in fact, look, I'm not the weird one. You guys are the weird ones because if you go to a urinal in public restrooms, a lot of times they'll pe- they'll have a little fly at the bottom of the urinal. You know why they put those there? It's it's printed. It's not a real fly, but it's a printed fly. It's so that guys just naturally want to aim for something. That's if you true. go to a, a public restroom, someone threw a cigarette butt in the toilet, you bet your ass you're going to aim for it. Of course. You know what I like aiming for? And this is not a fetish. It's going to sound gross, but the pubes. Oh, when I show up oh, when I show God. up at a, uni- or a urinal in a gross, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And there's like 20,000 pubes all over the oh, place. I'm like, I can't look at them. So I've got to like shoot them all down. Oh, <laughs> gross, man. You know what I'm saying? Come yeah, on. No, well, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Like, you just like I know pee you, into I know the urinal and just keep looking yeah. at them. Yeah. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing humanity a service. You're doing your you. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're peeing it clean. That's right. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, moving on, though. Coming up at the end of the show, I've got some quick news headlines. And joining me again this week is my bottom commanding moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Let's hear his buzzer. And Mike D, let's hear yours. Now, as always, the moderators and the people I'm debating with will have their own buzzers to buzz me if I say anything they disagree with or make a factual statement that's incorrect. So, in other words, not factual. Uh, If I make any contradictions, anything like that. Now, just be forewarned, Mike, I've never made a mistake during any of these debates, so wow. you'll be wasting your buzzer okay. by buzzing me. But on to the debate this week. Mm-hmm. White nationalist leader of the National Policy Institute, Richard Spencer, was recently punched in the face during an interview on the street. He is the person who coined the term alt-right. Did you know that? Alt-right. I think I did know that, yeah. Yeah, or the alternative right, which is a term used for people with far-right ideologies and has been embraced by publications like Breitbart and some Trump supporters. Here's a clip from a speech by Richard Spencer, who denies being a neo-Nazi, by the way, but here's a, here's a clip. Hail Trump! Hail our people! Hail victory! No one will honor us for losing gracefully. No one mourns the great crimes committed against us. For us, it is conquer or die. The mainstream media, or perhaps we should refer to them in the original German, Lugenpresse. It's not just that they are leftist and cucks. To be white is to be a striver, a crusader, an explorer, and a conqueror. We build, we produce, we go upward. And we recognize the central lie of American race relations. We don't exploit other groups. We, we don't gain anything from their presence. We don't exploit other groups. We, they need us and not the other way around. Yeah, wow. Whoa, what, what, what a good speech. So essentially what he's saying in that speech is... You know, the mainstream media, or what does he call Lugan, Lugenklasse, something, whatever bullshit. Flugendugan. Flugendugan. Mm-hmm. Whatever, he's saying, he's saying that uh, the leftists are not only wrong, but cucks, right? Yeah. But then he said that it's white people who are the supreme ones, so assuming it's just white people who agree with you. Otherwise, they're, they're idiots and cucks, right? It, it, it still boggles my mind that anyone uses that phrase non-ironically. Cucks? Yeah, that that insult is so fucking stupid. Uh, but anyway, the people in the crowd started chanting Hail Trump and gave Sieg Heil Nazi salutes, which Spencer defended by saying that these salutes were just given in a spirit of irony and exuberance. Hey, Mikey, you feeling exuberant over there? <laughs> it's 
too exuberant. How oh. about you sing Heil Me? Yeah, just, <laughs> how about you do some goose stepping over there? Yeah. yeah. You know, goose stepping out of a spirit of exuberance. That's right. Yeah. You know, just uh, you're, you're just a, a little too ironic. That's an ironic Sieg Heil. Got it. Got it, bro. So while he was being interviewed by ABC correspondent Zoe Daniel, he was punched by someone on the street. Here's the clip. Listen to this. Let's see if you guys can hear the exact moment he's punched. Like, this, is where, this is where we are. I've given conferences for, for ages, and uh, we'll usually expect some protesters, they'll do silly string or something like that. We've entered this new world where the leftist protesters, no, I'm not a neo-Nazi. You like black people? Neo-Nazis don't love me. They kind of hate me, actually. Those people don't like me. Are you like the hipster version of the neo-Nazi movement? It's uh, Pepe's become kind of a symbol. (laughs) That's it. That's the punch. So many people have mocked the punch with memes making light of it. And some have even suggested that he deserved to be punched and that it was okay because he was a Nazi. Uh, So a lot of these memes, there's so many of them that are floating around. Here's one where they synced up the punch repeatedly to a song. <laughs> Every drum hit right there is a punch to his face. They just keep repeating it. It's pretty funny. I'll link to these on the website. There's a ton of them. This is, that was from the DCist. Uh, they compiled a, a bunch of these together. So the debate this week is: Is it okay to punch a Nazi? Or here's another phrasing: Is it all right to punch the alt right? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. You're making the I think naive assumption that alt right is the same thing as Nazi and. It is, I think, highly debatable whether they are. In fact, I'd take the position that they're not. So you want to ask me whether I want to punch two separate people? That's two conversations. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay, this is very interesting. Well, we're going to debate more or less whether or not it's okay to punch a Nazi. Because I think it's fair to conclude that Richard Spencer, in spite of his insistence to the contrary, is, in fact, a Nazi. He's a white nationalist. The NPI Institute, the National Policy Institute, is a white nationalist institute, and he has been outspoken against Jews. People are sigiling at his events in, quote, exuberance and irony. He doesn't like Jews or blacks. I don't think he would dispute that, but that's not the same as being a Nazi. A Nazi wants to, like, round those people up and, like, exterminate them. Well, there's different degrees of Nazism. You don't, yeah. have, to be, you don't have to be a fascist fascist. Well, one is a Nazi and one is not. Like, okay, it's like saying, uh, is Bernie Sanders a communist? He has this a lot of the same principles, right? They're both socialist, but I don't think Bernie wants to, like, take 100% of your property and throw you in a gulag and just kill tens of millions of people in the name of progress. I, I would dispute that. I think he might just want to do that. He might, um, but... You know, so he, he had it coming. Uh, uh, let me suggest that maybe if the point is to zoom right out and say is it right to punch someone like that dick bag yes like whatever that guy is right is it okay to punch that guy Nazi light alt-right dude yeah is it okay whatever the hell he is yeah that guy is it right to punch him yeah is that the question is it yeah so that is the debate is it okay is it all right to punch a Nazi let's just say for the sake of argument that he is a Nazi okay well the the more interesting conversation is is Richard Spencer a Nazi but uh, the more like edgy uh, the more Maddox thing is like punching out a Nazi is it cool or not does it suck shit or not well the reason the reason it's not that question Mm -hmm. uh, who is Richard Spencer is because I don't think he's an important enough figure and I don't want to give him that much of a platform but 
it's I more important it's more important because the debate here a lot of people are, are taking offense that this person was punched and people are not decrying it that is the important question because right. whether or not you disagree with someone does it then absolve you of the sin of committing violence against this person if they right. are in fact a nazi or they hold these vehement these uh, abhorrent opinions these deplorable opinions it, you know to, to harken so to back speak. to Hillary Clinton's <laughs> famous line, the basket of deplorables. But is it all right to punch a Nazi? Now, uh, Mike, as our guest this week, I want to give you the opportunity to take a position. Do you think it's okay to punch a Nazi or not? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Wow, interesting. Okay, I'm. that's a really interesting position. Yes. Now, especially... Not only interesting, but correct. Oh, correct. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to argue this. We're going to argue. We're going to debate these points. All right. Here's my first argument in favor of punching a nazi he's a nazi all right how about that okay well that was let's a, start there that's a knockout punch in itself <laughs> it's a knockout punch yeah. um well that's just nonsense okay let's just uh, get that out of the way okay um i mean in principle the question i think the the, the problematic part of the question i don't want to go back to the question is are we able to single out nazis for treatment that's different to anybody else. In other words, the question presupposes that Nazis are somehow deserving of uh, uh, even a debate, that, like the debate, like they even warrant the debate of whether to punch them or not, as opposed to would we insert the, the question, black person, Jew, socialist, like you could put any label on a person. And so I'm going to zoom out and generalize and say, I don't think it's right to knock out anybody, period, Particularly if it's based on um, a characteristic, a characteristic of theirs. Okay, so a characteristic being you you use the example uh, black person or Jew uh, or a communist. So or in a other communist. words, there's certain things that you can't help because you are that way genetically. Sure. And there's certain things which are you you become like it could be your profession, your your religion, your point of view. Right. You could change those things. Yeah. Now what? Now I'm going to make the case. What if that characteristic? In this case, it's an ideology. So we're not talking about uh, some trait that you were born with, you know, uh, skin color or ethnicity. We're talking specifically about an ideology that you have chosen for yourself. You have adopted this for you. And this particular ideology, let's say it's uh, the scientific case for racism and why one race is more superior to another and that the inferior race should be wiped out, thus leading to violence against said inferior race. Now, if you are the person, the type of person who believes this, and you are spreading this dogma, you are raising children to believe this way, um, you are creating an atmosphere and a culture that permits violence against people, is it then okay to punch them, say, in the mouth? No. You still don't? No. And, and here's the reason. I think there's got to be like some sort of proximate cause, right? If I'm saying to the guy, if I'm giving a gun to some person under the influence of something and I say, here, here's a head, shoot the guy, okay? I'm then, I then should be held liable for sort of almost holding the trigger, right? Or pulling the trigger. Uh, if you're, but if you sort of pull back and go, well, anybody that holds an ideology that you disagree with, you could then posit that that ideology would lead to all manner of negative outcomes that in and of themselves, um, you know, sort of merit him being knocked out. I might say the same thing about 
anyone whose ideology I don't like. And I could say, well, if you, if you take that to its logical conclusion, they're going to end up wiping out the human race. You know what I mean? If it's somebody who doesn't drive a, you know, a Prius and is spewing shit into the atmosphere, and I'm thinking, if people like that continue, you know, the sky will fall. I should start knocking, you know, uh, SUV drivers out or, you know, uh, Ford F-150 drivers out. And, I, uh, you know, it's the same logic applied to a different circumstance. It's null and void. Oh, interesting. Interesting argument, Mike. But uh, <laughs> completely incorrect because... <laughs> good to know. Good to know. <laughs> because what you have committed, my friend, is a slippery slope fallacy. I know what that is, please. Correct. Now, now... I'm not saying that you should punch anyone with an ideology you disagree with. Look, there's a lot of shitty ideologies. I don't like hippies, which I personally would like to punch, but I don't. Uh, I don't like hippies. I don't like, uh, uh, you know, the vegetarian ideology, vegan ideology. Look, in, in real life, I do have vegetarian and vegan friends. Right. And, uh, you know, some of my friends could even be classified as hippies for sure. But I don't punch them. And those, those are ideologies I disagree with. But Nazism is an extreme where you want to punch them in the face because they have it coming. They're they're dirtbags, they're scumbags, and they want to they would they would see to it that your right to exist is gone. They would take away your right to exist. Look, look, let me be clear, right? I'm I happen to be of the Jewish persuasion, at least nominally. Yeah, so that's and, really fascinating. But but, but, yeah. but this is my point. Like I I don't my principles aren't driven by my personal identity necessarily. In this case they're not. I would you know, I would always fight for the right of a Nazi to to march, to protest, to run for office. I don't think that they should be disqualified from anything. I think Nazis should be allowed to do anything that anybody else does. And the, these are people that killed six million of my people, including some, you know, some some uh, family members. So I'm obviously very angry. You know, if you come to my house, you'll see like books on the Holocaust and all this. Like, I don't take the topic lightly. Okay. Yeah. But um, what 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 I think. The thing that I object to is this um, sort of exceptionalism that we're putting around Nazis, that somehow their beliefs, you know, to, to, to prevent the slippery slope fallacy, which I totally agree with, that they deserve to be isolated from any other human being and therefore, you know, they can be treated worse. And I, I don't believe that that's right. I, do I like Nazis? No. Do I want to punch the guy in the face? You better believe it. But... You know, why, why can't I make the argument, please don't tell me this is slippery slope, <laughs> that, you know, fucking Sean King or whoever's sitting on the Black Lives Matter, the, the other side, or Nation of Islam, those guys are no less hateful. And if that, you know, if, if, if Louis Farrakhan was standing on the street corner doing an interview and some white guy who didn't even have the balls to reveal his face like this little chicken shit did, right? He punched the guy, then pulled the fucking thing over his face and ran away. If somebody did that to Louis Farrakhan, do you think people would be making, you know, like YouTube, uh, uh, you know, sort mm -hmm. of memes about it? That's Whatever. something I wanted to point out. But, you know, it was a bit beside the point, but it kind of falls under the category of is... Spencer, a Nazi. Um, if he, if if somebody was sent, given that exact those exact same quotes that you played a minute ago, Maddox, but it was uh, you know, but it was coming from the point of view of the black community, the the black race, saying we we don't need them, they need us. We we've come up with all these great inventions. We are the most accomplished people. We were abused by this other race of people. It would just be normal. It'd just be another day on the Al Sharpton radio show. It would not be a big deal. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, then that's Richard Spencer's whole thing. Look again, like uh, he said, I'm I don't like Richard. Spencer, I, I, I'm hostile to his ideas more than you are, Maddox, because I understand what he's saying more than you do. He's saying... Uh, arguable. 
he's he's saying Western civilization equals white people. So the accomplishments of the West are the accomplishments of white people. Things he had no part in creating, he takes credit for. Uh, Western civilization comes from ideas. Western civilization for a long time was just a bunch of miserable, filthy peasants living in the dirt until somebody, until the uh, the Greek philosophers were sort of rediscovered. Uh, you know, the Greeks, the ancient Greeks probably looked more like you, Maddox, than they looked like Richard Spencer. Handsome, handsome people. Handsome, yeah. dark, hairy people, probably. Yeah. I don't know much about that. Yeah. But like, Balding. the ideas have shaped Western culture, science and, you know, art, like ideas more than race. Race ha- have no part in anything, right? So I don't like Richard Spencer's point of view, but he's just the white version of what everyone else is doing out there. The feminists are saying women versus men. The black, you know, the black movement, whatever, is saying it's us versus the whites. There's La Raza, right? The race the, the, on behalf of Latinos or Hispanics. There's so much of this shit happening out there. So he's just the white version of that saying, hey, man, white people need to rise up and stop taking this shit. And um, he's not necessarily saying that like Hitler needs to come and uh, and round everybody up. He 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 is saying that the the Sieg Heils are being kind of sarcastic but and we, kind of a response to the way that he's been labeled a Nazi. But but wait, so I agree with what you said. But is the point that if he did, if he was sort of calling for the Fourth Reich, that then his treatment should be different? Should he be punched? That's my point. So are, I are mean, that's that why that's there? why I said this is kind of beside the point. Like we are, as Maddox said, assuming he's a Nazi, even though he isn't really, but. Um, no, I mean, as long as he's not actually uh, using force on anybody, if he's just preaching ideas that are, he's preaching political ideas of saying there there should be a Fourth Reich, I don't think having that opinion justifies using force on him. I think yeah. you got, you got, he needs to actually take action against, yeah. a, against somebody. And, and by the way, look, to just sort of going in another direction, is it right to punch him in the face, sort of tongue in cheek? Right. Can I like, yo? Know, kneecap him can i sort of slice his throat like where can i just sort of cut off his dick can i sort of uh, you know gouge his eyes out like where right what is what is sort of just punishment even if even if you think that physical violence is the right answer where where's that line for you or isn't Mike, there one i could just shoot him in the head i got an answer for you all right yeah it's very simple i'm listening it, it, okay you go back to world war ii era the world war ii times and you look at american propaganda posters if you can see it on a poster and it makes you chuckle it's okay. And if it doesn't, it's not. So, for example, there was an old World War II poster that said, punch a Nazi in the face. And it was, mm-hmm. what was it, right? It was just like a, a little a little depiction of an American GI, uh, and it showed a, a Nazi. It says, punch him in the face. What? Okay, finish your point. Yeah, that's my point. That's your point. Okay, Wait, that listen. Point? That's yeah, the, the point. That is, was a point. The yeah. point oh. was <laughs> the Nazis at the time were a an army. They were a political. They were they had a government. They had a, an army. They were literally uh, invading their neighbors and planning and stating explicitly they plan to take over the world, including the United States. That you're comparing punching one of those guys to punching some fucker standing in, in the street with a Pepe t-shirt talking about enough with all the anti-white uh, hate out there like you're, you're just you're just you're just part of the problem honestly oh, Maddox you're just uh, confused and you uh, just won't you don't want to learn anything let me play some music for you for this part uh, well it's not okay to punch a Nazi in the face because he hasn't killed anyone yet but the difference in Germany is that they had a government and, a, and an army that's what you're trying to prevent idiot 
You're trying to prevent that army from coming to, into existence, and the way you do it is by punching them in the teeth. That's so, it. That's it. That's so wait the way. a minute. So wait a minute. Like five minutes ago, you said you don't want to elevate this guy's profile by focusing on him specifically, and now you want to avoid World War Three by punching this nobody in the face on a street corner. Yeah, right? because enough nobodies so put guy, together. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we should just so we should just go out and punch anyone mm-hmm. who we believe is a threat to sure. world peace. Yeah. Uh, not well. Yes. It's, so this is like the butterfly effect, right? Some douche in the corner talking to like five people is is gonna like the ripple effect to that is is the the the, the coming of the, of the of the you know the boots right potentially look you get enough of these people you you something has changed okay these people have become emboldened again yes you know uh who knows what that change was politically but something has awoken them <laughs> who knows and they're <laughs> gathering such, together i i i am uh, again i, I want to emphasize i don't empathize with their position at all i think it's hateful sure. but i think a lot of other things are hateful but let me just take this in a slightly different direction there's other alt-right guys and I don't, i'm not sure that alt-right by the way just side note um, is a term that I think has been sort of bandied about a little bit post-election and sort of mis, uh, mischaracterized. It used to symbolize sort of people that aren't conser- traditional conservatives. They're right of center, but and now it's bec- it's become sort of this convenient punching bag of like it's white nationalists and Nazis. I look at someone like Emilio Yiannopoulos, who I love that guy because he just stirs the pot, right? Sure. And he's a provocateur, and I know, you know, he's sort of a, a narcissist in his own right. Yeah. But he's alt-right, but he happens to be, he happens to say, you know, he happens to be gay, he happens to be Jewish, and he happens to profess to suck black cock all the time. Yeah. So that sort of absolves him of being the stereotype. But in essence, he probably espouses a lot of what uh, this Richard Spencer do, uh, dude does. Um, but he's sort of a, a little bit uh, hands off. Like you can't go and punch. Uh, uh, Milo, right? Because right. he's like a gay guy. Would we be celebrating that? No, of course not. Oh, many people would, <laughs> Inclu- including actually, probably you. No, I, I actually I think that Milo Yiannopoulos is a very smart dude. I agree with a lot of what he says. I'd say about seventy uh, percent of what he says. He's uh, you know he's got a he's got a sharp head on his shoulder, and I know what he's doing. Yeah. He does cross the line. Like when when he starts to, be, uh, to to delve into stupid territory is when he is uh, opposed to gay rights, like the right to marriage. And yeah, that sort of thing. Like he's, he's kind of self. It sounds like he's kind of self-loathing. He's not. No, that no, because that. I bet he's not at all. What what he's doing is he's putting on. This is a big performance art. You know that as well as I do, right? The guy is stirring the pot on purpose. He's sticking his finger in people's eye and going, "Fuck you! I dare you to touch me based on my personal characteristics. I am free of your violence and vilification, right? Because I happen to be a gay Jew, right? He is Jewish as well. He's a gay Jew. His mother's gay Jewish. Jew. Okay. He's a gay Jew. Well, look, uh, you know, he is, he is a very convenient alt-right person. And uh, whether or not we want to muddy the waters here with the alt-right, uh, the definition of it is, uh, I can't, I think, irrelevant at this point because it is what it is. And it, I think the definition has changed, much like modern feminism. You know, people say feminism is the radical notion that men and women should be treated equal. Great shithead. That's what it was in the fucking 70s and when right. everyone was on board. Today, it comes with all this baggage like mansplaining and manspreading right. oh and, and this like hatred against white men, especially straight white men, God forbid, that you're straight, white, and a male because C- you are the cis. worst. Cis, by the oh, way. Oh, cisgender. Cis. Of course. That's the worst part. We can't forget that. So, femi- like, we can't ignore that alt-right has changed. Feminism has changed. These labels uh, start to become come with a lot of baggage. And when Richard Spencers, the Richard Spencers of this world, start to bandy about uh, these these slogans and these words at uh, these these rallies where people are exuberantly and ironically Sieg Heiling, 
which I don't believe either one of those things, by the way. I think that those are actual white nationalists and people who, given the opportunity, given the political power, they absolutely oh, and if would those if you're if those uh, SJWs were given political power, they wouldn't kill ninety percent of the world. They they wouldn't force you into into a camp for your beliefs. Like well, these fucking uh, some of these crazy Black Lives Matters people chanting "Kill Whitey, Kill the Cops." Like what what are they gonna do now, if they have power one I'm, day? I'm glad you brought that up, Rucka, because I wanted to go back to the point you made earlier when you were talking about you know the uh, these other groups like the La Raza, the the uh, Latino. Um, excuse me, the Latin American movement for Latin American power and black power start type movements. Now, the important distinction here, and this is everything. Here we go. Is that Nazis have actually done it. They have not. And if you want to point to them and say they're just as hateful, well, you're wrong. Because on one fundamental important distinction is that Nazis have actually committed a Holocaust. And these other groups, as hateful as they may be, and I agree with you, they do sound hateful. They have not. They, so they've never had wait. the opportunity. Yeah, we need to wait for them to yeah. commit a holocaust. You, so I, I totally follow your logic there. Right. Let's wait for them to kill six million people. Then we can go yeah. suck them and in so, the mouth. And, and, and while we're at it, anyone who's like pro-white, you know, anyone who's, who's literally like Jesse Jackson, but the white version, the pro-white version, anyone who has any sort of like pro-white ideas is a Nazi. Like, just immediately label them a Nazi, and then they're guilty of the Holocaust. No, they're white So, basically, there's a different set of rules. White people can't have any sort of, uh, you know... By the way, again, I don't like pro-white, pro-black, pro-woman versus man. Like, I'm not... I think this is all bullshit, you know? Like, yeah. uh, you know, Marx, or, does that name ring a bell to you? As somebody who gets all his information from his Facebook feed? Do you know M-A-R-X? Do <laughs> yeah, you know? I know fucking okay. Marx. So, Marx said that... Everyone is part of a class, and that class has its own consciousness. So I think he was mostly focused on the like the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie, right? The the uh, the the poor working versus like the middle class and the the capitalist. So everyone had an economic class, and nowadays with the feminists, it's kind of like the the female class versus the straight white male class, or the black race versus right. the whatever, right? It's so everyone's part. And here's Richard Spencer playing that same retarded game that it's 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 wrong in any way it's played. But now he's saying, well, the white consciousness has this to say. Let white people have their rights or their power. It's all stupid shit. I don't like any of it. But like, again, like I said before, this is just the white version of the game that everybody else out there is playing. There's cool. there's no doubt that there's no doubt that whites um, have had advantages and so, so-called privileges, though I hate that word these days historically but it, at the same time they're not able to, i i can't have white entertainment television there's no way i'd be able to have white entertainment television no. as a channel on tv there's no ways i'd have the the your know, naacp awards that you know only for whites you know yeah. when, when we have a thing that is uh your know, oscar is so white and that's supposed to be diverse. So I just backing you up, my point is that whites have a harder time of executing the exact same sort of group identity activities that other races do. Right. And that's who Richard Spencer is. Okay, yeah. Richard Spencer, of course. I've heard this argument. And again, it's a, it's a silly one because they don't need it. All right? We don't oh, need it. Come on. We don't need it. Who's we? Who, oh, when I'm telling on. you. Maddox, look in the mirror. I'm telling you, white people don't fucking need <laughs> don't it. Need you don't need what? Don't need what? 
No, they, they don't need the, the, the white entertainment television nobody, because every, t- every yeah, fucking well, TV nobody, channel. No, every channel has its demographic. In some cases, it's female, 18 to 34, yeah. and that covers wait, wait, every wait. race. But the point is, so so the, so therefore, like, need is the definition now. So if I... So, so I'm going to be... No, by the way, I'd never start a white group anything because I'd be killed. But the point is, just the fact that I don't, quote unquote, need it based on your opinion uh, disqualifies me from having the same opportunities so i can't have white magazine white wow. beauty competitions white t- entertainment like, i think it's a terrible thing to the to this to the point that that Rocco's making it's um it it all sucks it all all nationalism all populism all identity politics all we're all sort of we're better than them the othering of other groups sucks right and this guy is the white manifestation of all that suckingness now, the point that needs to be made here is that white isn't a culture, okay? When you are white, you could be German, you could be Norwegian, you could be Australian, Trigger. you could be American. <laughs> Do you get triggered, Mike Absolutely. D? Absolutely. Okay, okay, well, let me let me finish this point. White isn't a culture in the same way that when people talk about black entertainment television in America, it's presupposed that that's black American culture, whereas white American culture again is an amalgam of all the different races uh, Irish Americans and Italian Americans who all get lumped into one big category by skin color which is white there is an actual black American culture whereas there is not for white people I don't think that not not one that's cohesive enough to say that's white culture okay here's why that's a non-point okay uh, so I grew up in Africa. Okay, so so if we're going to isolate it to the U.S. Oh, I, you are African American. <laughs> I am. I'm the real guy. I'm the real deal. So so okay, let's just set aside the U.S. for a second. Although I still think you're dead wrong. Okay, I don't think there is one monoculture here. You know, Exhibit A, Ben Carson. I'm pretty sure that he's not. You know, the same guy. Yeah, he, he's he's not like a rap guy. And for those who don't know, Ben Carson was the political candidate for the Republican side. He was. He's a black. American. Very, uh, very highly educated. Highly educated. As, uh, sort of a neurosurgeon, I believe. Articulate, some would say. Well, <laughs> some, some, some would not. But the, the point, point is, is, yes. The, the point is, okay, let's set aside America for a second. I come from South Africa. South Africa, there are 11 national languages, believe it or not, okay? Nine of which are black. And even that's an underrepresentation of the, the, the diversity of black cultures. So, and this is, I, I don't want to buy they and them, but I, I will in sort of the, the plural. They fight amongst each other like, like crazy. That goes back to, you know, day one. And they, they've killed each other. They've beheaded each other. They've raped each other's women. They have stolen each other's land. And some of that, you know, animosity still sort of dribbles down to today. You still get a lot of, um, so, so never mind that they're different cultures. They're cultures at each other's throats. Those old black people, and it's a lot. Of, it's very easy for someone to sit in the United States and sort of go, "Oh no, there's sort of a, a uniformity amongst those people." That's not true. I, but I think you're the, the the point in the U.S. If we're just going to isolate it to the U.S., just isolated to the U.S. Um, I I don't agree that there is one black culture, and I say that as a strong black woman. <laughs> I I don't I I don't believe that there's one black well, culture. I would agree with that, but I would say that it's more so that there is a black culture than there is a white culture. I be, white people, I feel like as the majority in America, they're too populous. They're too they come from too many different regions. Like like I said, if you put an Italian American, a French American, and an Australian American and a British American in one room together, and you looked at them just by just at a glance, you would say, "Oh, white people." So what's your point? 
My point is that culturally speaking, you can't even make the case that there should be white entertainment television or white no. anything oh. because that doesn't make any sense uh, just from a very fundamental level. Yeah, but the reason we don't have white entertainment television is because it would be called racist. That's not the entire reason. But it's, it's also because it doesn't make sense. Reason. Okay, let's. Like, it does that, make that sense. It would be called. I'm agreeing with you. It okay. would be called racist. Yeah, if and if you drive through, you know, Middle America, you'll see guys who are of German descent living alongside guys who are, you know, of French descent, and they don't even know the difference. They're they're just two normal people living can, near each other. Can I suggest we're going off the rails here? Yeah, let's yeah. go back to douchebag who's yeah, in like the face. I like this guy punching right. this guy in the face. Yeah. Right. yeah. So. I'm curious because I I know the answer for myself. When you watched that video, what was your like instinct? Like in that split second, what did you feel? What was that emotion? I saw it and I thought I thought I thought back to the Pantera album cover, "Vulgar Displays of Power," where they're punching some guy in the face, and I thought, "Huh, that's like that cover." You literally, when that happened, you were like, you smile, like just instinctively. Instinctively, it was a bit of a chuckle. Yeah, for me, it was like, "Oh my god, that's all!" Like I just had this like. Like I, I lurched almost like fuck. How how can so? That was not like a slap in the face. That was fucking. That was a bone crunching punch. I, yeah. All right, and I was wow. like, Jesus Christ, this guy's fucking cheekbone could be fractured. I mean, yeah. And the motherfucker who punched him, pardon my French here, sort of immediately pulls up his balaclava and runs away like a little chicken shit. At least if you're gonna punch a guy, hang around for the consequences. Don't sort. It's like don't do yeah. the hit and run thing. You punch. piece of shit. Now. Two things that we need to bring up here, uh, two important points. First of all, when Richard Spencer was punched, he did say on Twitter that he was totally fine. There were no injuries. He said he can take a punch. Uh, He said he was totally fine after that. And the second part is the person who punched him was white. Important, important. Why is that important? Because a lot of people just automatically assumed it was a Black Lives Matter person. It was not. Dude, there's about there's a there's probably more white Black Lives Matters people. Oh, the probably I don't, statistically. I, so yeah. I'm not so I never made that assumption at all. I just thought there's a douchebag human being committing yeah. violence on another human being who I happen not to like. Yeah. It doesn't like, you know, sort of let's take it to another is that assault or is that no longer assault because sort of the ends justify the means? So legally that that was not assault. That was assault and battery. That was yeah. battery. Yeah. Is that battery or no longer battery because the the the, vi- the quote unquote victim warranted it? Well, that is the heart of this debate. I'm going to talk about what I truly believe next week. This is a very interesting discussion. I want to hear what you guys think. Weigh in in the comments. But I also want to say that if you want to speak candidly about this, you can do so with the app. This episode is proudly brought to you by Candid, the app that lets you speak your mind freely, available on iOS and Android. Guys, uh, thank you so much to Candid for sponsoring the show. This is an interesting app, Mike. Now, when they first reached out to me, they kind of explained it to me. They said it's a uh, an app that you could speak freely, and they, they made an important distinction between speaking freely and free speech. Now, the the app does auto-moderation. It tries to weed out trolling and it tries to weed out doxing and things like that, things of that nature. Uh, but what it does is every time you comment on a thread, it creates a pseudonym for you. Like, for example, Rich Whale or uh, Itchy Beaver or <laughs> maybe not Itchy Beaver, but uh, some adjective plus an animal. And it leads to some really interesting discussions. And I, when I first downloaded the app, I thought, wow, this is going to be a shit show. This is going to be just no holds barred, everyone's racist, everyone's awful, everyone's sexist. It actually is not the case that it is totally awful. I've had some really fruitful discussions with some people, uh, made some friends on there, and uh, it's really fascinating when you are completely anonymous, what you can say and, and feel like you have the freedom to say, but also how civil it can be. 
And maybe that is testament to the auto moderation that happens on the on the platform. But I highly encourage everyone to check it out. And if you do, download it. Join the Madcast group, and we'll continue the discussion there. Uh, thank you so much to Candid for supporting this this show, this uh, this episode. And the listeners seem to like the app. Uh, really helps us out. But uh, moving on, back to the debate. So at the heart of this is whether or not it's okay to punch a Nazi, a, a person who is heinous, who has heinous beliefs, right? And... I want to talk about this. This is an interesting point that I think that we need to, maybe a nuance is being lost here, but is there a distinction between speech that incites violence and the violence itself? That is an important question because I think a lot of a lot of scholars, and we're not just talking about, you know, uh, armchair people, debaters on the internet and podcasts like we're talking about now, but I'm talking about actual scholars have debated this. And uh, this is an article from the New York Times written by Sarah Chaez, she says, inciting violence may not be protected speech. Uh, from this article, it says, perhaps the most famous argument for limiting First Amendment rights was Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr.'s 1919 opinion that even the most stringent free speech protection would not cover a man who deliberately and falsely shouted fire in a crowded theater. Now, this is a Supreme Court decision. For Holmes and the unanimous Supreme Court, speech whose aim is to cause violence or damage could be restricted. Now, that is a Supreme Court ruling. What, Rucka? How can you disagree with the Supreme Court? Oh, shit. I don't know how. <laughs> uh, listen, once again, so having an opinion that somebody likes white people more than he likes black people is not the same as inciting violence. Well, I'm going to get to a little bit more of this because it could be, and here's why. But wait, wait. Are you yeah. just, sorry to jump in here, are you sort of just saying parenthetically for now let's assume that what Richard Spence is doing will incite violence yes. like, let's make the assumption because I don't think either Rucker or I agree that that is what this guy is doing okay. but let's assume that that's what it is doing that's yeah. what you're doing now yeah? yes 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 right. we're making this case here All according right. to this article most free speech jurisprudence on incitement has involved direct exhortations to crime calls to action by the Ku Klux Klan or appeals to evade the draft they consider that not free speech but what about speech whose sole aim is to be so offensive as to provoke a violent reaction when it is deliberately tailored with that end and no other in mind? Oh. A more recent example is the video, uh, this happened in 2012, The Innocence of Muslims, whose dispatch to Egyptian journalists shortly before September 11th, 2012, led to rioting across the Muslim world. Ah. Allegedly. Well, the, yeah, that's well, what this, this article Well, it's what on. Maddox chooses to believe is fact, so we'll just go with it. Well, okay, we, we'll get to that. But a number of aspects of this video's production and dissemination suggested that the aim was not just to air offensive wow. views, but to do so in such a way as to ignite precisely the violence wow. that, in fact, ensued. Wow. The actors in that video, now, for those of you who don't remember, it was a very, uh, very... Um, What's, uh, what's the word? Incendiary. It was a very incendiary video. Mm. The actors were deceived as to the content of the film. They didn't even know they were, they were going to be producing something like this. Yeah. The producer falsely claimed that he was Israeli-born and he had spent a considerable sum of, sum of money on production. That video came out, and across the, the Islamic world, there was a lot of rioting. Uh, there was a lot of anger, in Pakistan especially. And uh, people attributed that to the release of this video and the tolerance of this, uh, you know, this supposedly incendiary video in the West. Hmm. And uh, Rucka, I know in the past you've argued that in Islam, it is even a sin to depict Muhammad. That's not and, my argument. That's the fact. Okay. Well, if that's the case. Yeah. Okay. You want to make the case that that's why they're rioting. These are extremist people. 
Well, you can you can't make that argument completely without taking into consideration the fact that in our Supreme Court we do have a depiction of, of Muhammad, the Prophet Muhammad, and it has not incited violence. It has not incited anger. We have we have a picture of Muhammad in the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's in. Uh, it's it's. Is, uh, a, is it just a, like a guy called Muhammad, Muhammad Smith, or yeah, something? Who, like, what are you talking about? about? No, in the Supreme Court on the V Muhammad. Yeah, the Muhammad, the Prophet Muhammad. We do have that. The in dude Supreme from South Park. Where? What is, is this? A, the dude from South Park. Is this a statue? <laughs> what are you talking about? They have. I, I forget what it's called. The uh, the filigree around the Supreme Court. They have uh, stone. I, I believe it's like a stone carvings of all the different. They call them lawmakers throughout the history. Right. And they consider the Prophet okay, Muhammad good. as one of them. So, it's in there. So the the right cleric hasn't noticed it yet and and spoken out about it and inspired another riot about it. No, but, that's incorrect. They know about it. The Islamic world knows about this. Uh, well, the, the Islamic world are. The types of people that are rioting over cartoons are, for the most part, very uh, short-sighted, very kind of range of the moment, very primitive people. So I wouldn't say they know what's what's in the Supreme Court uh, shit that I didn't know about till a minute ago. But I would say this: Yeah, you're right. The fact that Muhammad was displayed in a in a in a disrespectful way, in large part, inspired the riots. But what you're no. What the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> well, just, guys, We're just talking about. Finish my point. Finish my point. Yeah. So, Maddox, it's not even that you're saying that certain speech might inspire people to get violent. Certain speech might inspire violence towards the speaker, and that speech should be limited because of the violence it'll bring towards the speaker. That's what you're saying now. You have reached a new low. What are you talking no, about? I think you've actually taken it to another level. Yeah. Uh, I actually think you took it to a better level. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, fuck both of you. Okay, what's, what's the point you want to make, Mike? I, my point is that you're making a non-point again. Oh, what, what the hell has this got to do with anything, right? I think, number one, um, look, this takes us into the, I, I don't want to sort of open the Pandora's box here, but it takes us into the into the territory of hate speech, right? right? That is another little like trigger word for the little snowflakes out there today that every time I say, you know, I don't like Michelle Obama's dress, that makes it hate speech. Um, I, as a as an immigrant, as a minority, as a religion that's been sort of oppressed for thousands of years, I do not believe in hate speech laws. Okay, I, I do not believe that um, calling somebody or, or, or hate crimes. By the way, I don't believe in hate crimes. Those four pieces of shit in Chicago, you know, a few weeks ago that tortured that poor white kid. Yeah, for right? those who don't know, there was uh, there were some some black people who. Uh, kidnapped a person uh, who was developmentally disabled and they tortured and, and abused and, and beat him. That's correct. And, and did it on the basis of his skin color. He says, white people suck, Donald Trump suck. I, I believe that those people should be sort of punished uh, on an equivalent basis to anybody else that, you know, kidnaps anybody else that, you know, puts out a, a cigarette on their scalp like anybody else. The fact that there was different skin color. So why, you know, why am I going in this direction is... I think that the example of the Supreme Court there with a yelling fire in a movie theater uh, is a valid one, but I think the specific examples where that should uh, be used are, should be so few and far between uh, that the defi- that sort of the proximity or the nexus between the, sp- the, the sort of words and action is so close such that they virtually are the same thing the words and the actions there are imams sitting and preaching violence in you know in mosques around the world including in this country in the uk as well where they will say without any shame 
go out and kill the enemy, kill the infidel, behead the whatever. That, they're allowed to continue saying that. That's like protecting under their like, you know, religious umbrella or whatever. And those people are literally saying, go and do these violent things you know, up until death, because, you know, whatever, Muhammad uh, exhorts you to do that. I mean, those people can get away with a direct order to violence. Here's a guy who's talking about something, you know, I think in the interview, who's actually saying, no, neo-Nazis hate me. What if he's just talking generally about like, how, I think, what was he talking Like, you know, people come and watch me or people come and listen to me. He's talking, just talking generally. He wasn't inciting anything. And yet we're talking about this guy, not the guy that sits behind the bully pulpit and actually tells his flock to go and kill the other. Well, hold on. I think that people who would say that Richard Spencer, a Nazi, deserves to get punched in the face would also argue that those imams who are preaching violence would also deserve to get punched in the face. But we're not. Ta- but interestingly, we're not that's talking wrong. about them. But uh, yeah. j- by the way, they're, 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 that's also wrong. But interestingly, we're not talking about them. And the connection between their, the words and others' deeds is a lot closer than sort of the speculative nature of like, hey, if this guy continues to talk bad things, you know, at some point in the future, we're going to hear the jackboots coming over from Germany. Well, there's yeah. an, you know, to, to your point, Mike, uh, on the other side of the debate, Here I do have go. a point in favor of your argument. This is an article from The Atlantic. It's titled, Why We Need to Tolerate Hate by Wendy Kaminer. She says, uh, this, is an, this is an interesting excerpt from this article. It says, hate crime laws are generally sentence enhancement laws, imposing harsher sentences on crimes motivated by bias. They ensure that assaulting someone you hate because of his personality quirks is a lesser crime than assaulting someone you hate because he belongs to a particular protected demographic group. In other words... When you're prosecuted for a bias crime, you're prosecuted for your bad thought and beliefs as well as your conduct. So I think that's the argument that you're making, right? And yeah, I believe it's 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 uh, abhorrent. By the way, an interesting thing I picked up from what you were saying there is it was about uh, actions towards protected groups. Interestingly, in the uh, situation of these four black guys with a white kid, whites last I checked, aren't a protected group anywhere, and yet they're being prosecuted for hate crime on two bases. One is that he was mentally uh, challenged, and two is that they said, uh, you know, white guys suck. So hate crimes are also protecting me, interestingly. I'm I'm never a protected category um, in that instance, because what you just read is about protected categories. In right. that example, it's against the white kid, and yet they are going to be prosecuted for hate crimes for hate against crimes, the white. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, because yeah. now whites are protected. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, I think that uh, the law has been expanded to not just be minorities, but anytime a, a crime is motivated on the basis of race, gender, uh, skin color, ethnicity, religion, sexuality, those can be considered hate crimes. We've, and- yeah, we've basically made racism or homophobia like the all the only real crime left. Like the only real, um, the only thing you're not allowed to go near. Like you can say I'm a communist, you know, an ideology that's killed way more people than the Nazis ever dreamed of. Literally, something like over a hundred million in China, uh, at least twenty million in Russia, and and then if you count all the people who starved to death under that system, I don't even want know where to begin counting that shit. Uh, you could say I'm a communist and sort of like, hey, have we really thought this through? Or, hey, have we really tried communism the right way? You can say that and no, nobody's going to punch you in the street because, uh, hey, man, you know, let's have the debate. But uh, the minute you say that, hey, white people came up with some great inventions and, uh, you know, that that Obama wasn't born here or whatever the hell Richard Spencer was even saying in that interview, 
suddenly uh, you can get punched in the face and everything's uh, if, you, yeah. if, you, if you're a commie and you actually happen to sort of run an, an island with a tight fist for 60 years you actually get accolades from other prime ministers who come to your funeral oh yeah yeah Good so point. it's not only are they not like abused but they're actually heralded as being revolutionaries Who's who here has a Che Guevara t-shirt well we've got a giant <laughs> wallpaper behind Maddox uh, here it looks Hello. a lot like Che Guevara Hello. who is that it's guy? a parody alright it's a handsome oh, Armenian oh it's a parody yeah Dude, fuck it, you! It's hey, a, Maddox, what? you would never in your wildest cuckold dreams ever uh, create a logo for your brand where you've got a Hitler mustache. Uh, probably yeah, not. Probably the not. The difference is shithead. Yeah. That Che Guevara. I'm doing a parody because he's considered a revolutionary. Yeah. That's what I am on. The and internet. the reason hipsters are are glad to flaunt their Che Guevara shirts, but not Hitler, is the only difference is racism. And no. obviously, no. The, the, the 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 amount of people killed, murdered. Look, but I I don't support Che, che Guevara's and, politics. That, and, that and he was and Che Guevara. Che Guevara, che, Guevara, che Guevara was racist too and homophobic, but that was not his main platform. He was not ethnically cleansing. That's that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. It, it is, well, right. The the the, the point is, um, you know, hipsters like yourself are oh, are, are, are not embarrassed to go near Che Guevara because um, he was a socialist above all else and not a racist above all. Yeah. Else. Well, that's and not and Sean I'm, Penn likes him, which is really important. Yeah, which is important Sean to you. Penn, that's, that's Sean Penn is a, is a pinko. Look, the the, <laughs> the the comparison to Che Guevara again is because he's considered revolutionary, and that's that. That like nothing else about his politics. I have no interest in his politics whatsoever. But uh, back to the point in the discussion at hand. Yeah. Again, I want to I want to emphasize here that Nazism, all right, as an ideology different from communism is the belief, the scientific belief that there is an inferior race and not only are they inferior but they should be wiped out. Communism on the other hand is this uh, you know ham-fisted ideology about politics and and uh, and got to give him that. We have to give you that. It's I think the deaths that that the that, that, that sort of hundreds of millions that you're talking about are actually right. They're sort of a sad byproduct yeah. of the execution of an ideology that's not aimed at the extermination of people. Right. Like right in the textbook, it just says it's an egalitarian idea. The execution of it results in many executions. Right. I don't know that there that the, 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 the commies were there to exterminate a race. Like we've got to concede that. Point. No, they weren't there to exterminate a race. They were there to. Uh, Exterminate yeah, independence. Ex- <laughs> exterminate the, the commies were, were they were not there to exterminate a race of people unless you count like the human race. They were there to enslave everybody. Co- communism. They're not there to enslave everybody. Look, communism on paper is utopia. There you right? go. It's a utopian ideology. However, no no society in in, uh, in the world has ever achieved it because we we have socialism and socialism is supposed to be the transition to communism. We have never achieved communism. Communism on paper is brilliant it's no wonderful. it's not yeah well it, it, we've never seen it what would your podcast look like under communism fuck if i know we've never seen communism work right because it doesn't work but it doesn't work on paper either well the, no, re- no. the reason that everyone trigger. keeps wanting to try it is because uh, in in uh trigger. incoherent folks you're like you keep saying it works on paper there's a delay in the system you were triggering me buddy. i was actually <laughs> oh listen to me when you when you say that something like like we've gone so off track it's not even yeah. funny but you talk about communism being a utopia. You're, you're, I mean, that's just the most absurd thing to say. That's how, that's how he wrote the, the, the ideology. Well, but hold on. But, but, so are you just his mouthpiece or are you sort of layering <laughs> on an opinion? Well, what, what, are you just sort of paraphrasing what he's... Because yeah. the point is what you're saying is then utopia is the equal outcome of everybody and that everybody's shared. Whereas arguably, and I don't want to get into this, utopia is letting each person thrive on their own to the best of the ability and not be affected by anybody else. I could see that as 
is equally utopian to an outcome where everyone's equal. When but I say that's a whole other can of worms. When I say utopian, I'm paraphrasing, I believe, Marx himself, where he said that everyone in the society. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with this and the, the methods of, of reaching it. But he says everyone in the society is happy. Everyone in the society is content, and everyone contributes to their to their uh, to the best of their ability okay. and take what they need. That's by that okay. by, by that right. definition. I, I, yeah. I give you that. It's okay. like otherwise, I'd be arguing against happiness. Well, guys, I think that uh, we can conclude that Nazis should be punched in the face in this debate. <laughs> so, real quick, let's say wow. there's a literal Nazi. Yeah. Okay, literal Nazi. Somebody went back in time, grabbed him off the battlefield, uh, brought him here, dropped him off in the middle of the street, and he's standing there. Is it okay to run up to him and punch him? Yes. I would say yes. I changed right. I change, I my position. Can I tell you why? Let's hear it. Because that's in a state of war. Yeah. We have declared war. Those people have declared war against me, so arguably yeah. I'm defending myself. And, and the, the, the declaration of war is an official thing. It's, yeah. a, it's an official act of government. If I have a bunch of people that are shooting at me, you better bet I'm going to shoot that guy first. Well, right. here's, here's the thing, uh, Mike. We rarely do this here at Madcast Media, but as a network-wide stance... All right, Madcast Media's official stance is that we are always at war with Nazis. <laughs> okay, so if, we, if we ever see any, we will punch them in the face because look, we have a very strong anti-Nazi stance. It's in the code very, of conduct. Yeah. It's right here on the wall. Yeah, somewhere I, I hung it up somewhere right around behind here. the Che Guevara. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on, guys. Very, very bold position, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, we are yeah, very bold. controversial, yeah. cutting edge, cutting yeah. edge. Stuff. Well, apparently it's controversial. We just spent an hour arguing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, uh, I got some quick news headlines from around the web. This one's from NBC Washington. It says a man tries to set himself on fire outside Trump International Hotel in protest. Did you guys hear about this? Loved it. A man was injured outside Trump International Hotel in Washington Tuesday night after he said he tried to set himself on fire to protest the election of Donald Trump. Police said they were called to Pennsylvania Avenue Hotel for a report of a person in distress. The man told News 4's Shamori Stone he was trying to set himself ablaze as an act of protest over the election of Donald Trump. Here's a clip where they interviewed the guy. Listen to this. I'm trying to light myself on fire as an act of protest. As an act of protest. A protesting what? To protesting the, the fact that we've elected somebody who is completely incapable of, of respecting the, the Constitution of the United States. Incapable? Wait, wait, wait. That guy, did he set fire to his brain? Because he made no fucking sense. And so, on the theme of cowardly acts... Of the guy that punched and ran away. Yeah. This guy only did a half job. Like he said, like he, his, the fire like went out, like when he sort of got third degree burns on 10% of his body or something. If he really means it, he should fucking douse himself in gasoline and, and do it. Like blow himself up. When, when people protest overseas and they sort of self immolate, they do it with, with, with oomph. Like they mean it, you know, like bring it, like, you know, just do it properly. Don't do a half job. I don't respect that guy. Don't half ass yourself when you're setting yourself on fire. No one will respect you. That's right. Someone who sets themselves on fire, that gets put out or they didn't finish the job. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Bullshit. Get the fuck out. Burn yourself to death. It's like breaking only one window in a Starbucks, right? If you're going to do that, like yesterday at the Trump thing, you you should do it all. You should do an entire mall. Do not just break one window. Break all the windows. Break all yeah. the windows. And and the glasses in a lens crafter. All right. You oh, walk they, in there. Yeah, that's right. You poke your thumbs right through every single lens. <laughs> that's right. And the people, the customers in the store. Don't leave. Don't leave them totally, out. Totally. Totally. You break and everything. And then out. and then set yourself a light. That and, would be perfect. And then self-immolate. That'll yeah. be complete. That's how you protest, buddy. That's Mike, right. Mike D. Smart. Thank you. 
Do as I say, not as I do. I got another another clip here, guys. We don't do this very often, but we have a hero of the week. Guys, I don't know if you saw this clip, but a bunch of people were protesting in a library recently when one of the librarians interrupted them to remind them of a very important fact. Listen to this. This is library. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what were they chanting? I don't know. Something about... What, what kind uh, of power? Was that The Simpsons? No, that was an actual clip. That was an actual clip. What from kind a, of power like, were they saying? I think, uh, I think I don't, it's, it's probably related to the Trump protests. They're saying who's got the power, we've got the power, what, what kind I, of power? I think there were women who were protesting. Female power. Yeah, I okay. guess. I guess. All right. Yeah. As long as it's not white male. White wow. power. Then, yeah. I mean, then it, the, 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 the point of the headline is not that something funny happened. Well, as long as it's not a group that has actually committed a Holocaust, right. I, yeah. think, no, I think no, we give them a kind of a free no, pass. No woman has ever killed anybody. You're right. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. not not to the tune of six million people. All right. All right. So, so there you go. One, kill one person. That's totally Look, cool. I'm not saying that's cool. That's a straw man argument, shithead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more headline. This is from MSN. It says, what are the odds mom, dad, and son all share... The same birthday. This story makes me want to barf. Luke and Hillary Gardner never have a problem remembering each other's birthday. After all, the husband and wife were born on the same day, and so was their son 27 years later this past December. The odds of that happening are about 1 in 133,000, statisticians say. That's a dumb statistic. Yeah. Doesn't it depend on when they fornicated and conceived him? Yeah. Well, so here's what they say in this in this article. It says, I really didn't even put it together until we got pregnant, he said in a telephone interview Wednesday. Sure. Then we realized, oh, wow. Bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit on this. Wow. Yeah, that's, to- you know, what happened there is like the, the piece of the story that they're leaving out is like the child was like brought out at four and a half months just so that, it, you know, like yeah. is super like premature yeah. retarded for the rest of his life <laughs> mm-hmm. because the parents wanted to have like a fun little news story. No, it yeah. actually, it actually they, says they, here. They actually gave birth to a fetus just so that they could have a nice little, yeah. It actually says here, Mike, it says, using a smartphone app, he said his wife calculated a due date of December 15th, three days before their joint birthday. Her obstetrician called it for December 19th. So the couple from Baldwin, Mississippi, got in some exercise to try to hurry the baby up a bit. The mm-hmm. night of December 17th, Gardner said, we went walking around the parking lot at First Baptist Church at Baldwin, where Gardner is an outreach pastor. Whether or not the exercise sped things up, Cade was born at 10.01 a.m. on December 18th, exactly 27 years after his parents' birthday. Yeah. Oh, wow, what a coincidence. Right, they, they, walk, like, they walked around like with a, like a, a speculum hanging from the woman's vagina or like a plunger that the guy was like pulling out. It was just a walk, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm so sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 A, a light little stroll around the block and the baby fell out. Yeah, such yeah. a coincidence that you guys yeah. use an app to calculate the exact day and then try to rush things up a bit. And then go to the media about it. This guy, what a dork. I mean, this is Mississippi. Didn't these guys used to be like a bunch of badass you know evil racist guys who would hurt people like what's this guy doing here like saying since my wife and i since we got pregnant who the hell talks like well, that well the point i think your point is what are they doing with apps is that your point apps, that mississippi yeah. like what like why do they point? have like apps, how do they yeah. have apps there is that right. where you're going with this yeah they're so they're so devolved i'm confused yeah, yeah. it's the whole thing is creepy look I've, I've known people who have had joint birthdays, like, you know, the father and the son and the grandfather all have the same birth. It's like, guys, 
This isn't a coincidence. You're not you're not being cheeky. You're doing this intentionally. You know what they do? They fuck a lot and then they abort a lot of fetuses. <laughs> they go they go to the obstetrician and when they go on the monitor and it says estimated dude and like fuck, we screwed it up again, honey. Yeah. Let's go again. Let's kill this one. Let's go again tomorrow. Yeah, I don't mean to, yeah. If it were right, anywhere I know I'm going into If the it were not yeah. Mississippi, I would say you might be onto something. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Because that guy is Ouch. an outreach pastor. He's a Baptist. Ouch. But you know what you know what the what is e- almost equally creepy as that is they have on a calendar the exact day that they're going to fuck to make a, um, to make a child. That is like the most sterile least romantic that's like how an accountant fucks i think <laughs> you write a date down on the on the wall on the calendar yeah. and then you set your timer your kitchen timer oh hurry up baby let's let's uh let's pop this one in the oven but i'm not in the mood too late too bad we gotta fucking we gotta <laughs> yeah. pop this kid out remember on the, the news story just keep in mind the news story yeah. nine months time we're gonna be famous we're yeah. gonna be famous now open your legs yeah. and what a fucking awful thing to do to your child because for the rest of his life he's gotta celebrate with you Right, yeah. Way to ruin his fucking right? birthday. And you know what? And then they don't give each other gifts because they say, well, just can't, they cancel oh, each yeah, other they out. Oh, yeah, they cancel each other Let's out. Let's all not give each other anything yeah. and then we're square. It's another That's Christmas. A, yeah. That's it's, what it's you've Christmas done. Christmas birthday, exactly. It's, you've created Christmas all over again. Oh, yeah. You know what the worst, the worst of this would be? A triple birthday that is also Christmas. You just shit the bed for an entire generation of people. Well, well it's actually, for, it's actually uh, four birthdays then because you just want to have the same birthday as little Jesus. Oh. It's just mm. the same thing. Ah, Come on. Yeah. And that we is know, adorable. And we know for a fact he was born on December 25, according <laughs> to the Gregorian calendar. We do know this. <laughs> that is a fact. Yeah. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Fascinating debate today. Uh, very well spoken. I'm, I'm curious to see what the listeners think. Uh, I'm going to have the voting on the website. Don't forget to vote at madcastmedia.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, the voicemail number is on the website. But thank you again to Mike D. Thank you. That was such fun. Thank you, Raka Raka Ali. Yeah. And Mikey Bolts. Thank you. But most of all, you're welcome. And another thing, I expect a <laughs> fucking retraction next episode because there's nothing that pisses me off more than this stupid horseshit Mr. Rogers Facebook shit getting posted everywhere and everybody's gonna like it fucking share it now so now everybody else on facebook that follows you guys is gonna be taking that it's recycling it a fucking gin which i haven't had facebook for every year and a half because it's exact fucking horse shit but still just the fact that i know that it's gonna be cycled out there pisses me the fuck hold on I'm not having aneurysms, but this is just how I talk. Okay. What's this? I'm in a parking lot, and some bitch came over and just started staring in the car like I'm abusing a child. I'm by my fucking self. I forgot what the fuck I was saying, stupid fucking nosy bitch. Anyway, uh, yeah, retraction, motherfucker. <laughs> wow great point great call i guess he was uh worried that he was gonna get in trouble yelling and screaming at us in the break room so he went out to his car to do it i was picturing like a guy at the in and out drive through thing like he's like in between serving customers and like he's screaming out there and then somebody pulls up and wants their fries and yeah like, here you go man yeah that's am- <laughs> yeah that's amazing that guy's uh what, what, what are we gonna call that guy how about guy whose life is probably going really smooth and perfectly other than this one thing about Mr. Rogers? Very catchy. Very catchy. I like that. <laughs> Rolls I off like the that. tongue. Rolls off the tongue. Here's another caller. Uh, I think you guys will recognize this one. 
Hey, Maddox. <laughs> Another question of the week here. What do you think, and Rucker, you can and guest, you can all weigh in on this. <laughs> what do you think two Xbox One controllers would go for? Now, there's a caveat. They have been chewed on. <laughs> They've been chewed on <clears throat> by a dog. Uh, my dog. Um, and there's some damage. <clears throat> Maybe if uh, Max asks Max asks for some pictures, I'll send some pictures for long. But uh, what do you think I get out of him? Yeah, uh, that's the question of the week, guys. What do you think Weird Matthew McConaughey can get for two slightly chewed up Xbox One controllers? Weigh in on the comments below. Uh, and here's one last one, also from Weird Matthew McConaughey. Hey, Maddox, you know why your eyes always red and puffy? Because of the rash on the bottom of Ruffin's balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs> <laughs>